Chapter 10 Well, what a surprise seeing you all here, Marco said in a low whisper. Everyone still up for this? Jake asked. Sure, Marco answered. We're looking forward to it. Who needs sleep when you can run off on a suicide mission instead? It was pitch black. It was three in the morning. We were at the edge of the forest. Jake, Rachel, Marco, and me. Tobias was in the tree above us. The same five kids who had wandered stupidly through a construction site at night on our way home from the mall. The same kids who had seen the Andalite fighter land. The same five kids whose lives had been changed forever. We had been made into soldiers that night. Soldiers in a terrible war we could not really hope to win. Tobias had paid a terrible price. But so had the rest of us. There we were, in the dark, ready to do things that would make us scream if we ever stopped to think about them for too long. Axe was there, too. Poor Axe, who was even more alone than the rest of us. He was in his own body, his stalk eyes restlessly peering in every direction. I thought we'd morph owls, Jake suggested. They're fast, and they fly well at night. Till we get close. I was relieved. Owl was a good choice for what I had in mind. Owls are the only natural predators of adult skunks. See, some species of owls don't have a sense of smell. If you're going to eat skunks, that's a good thing. I wasn't going to eat adult skunks, of course. I was going to try to find some skunk babies. Wish I could go with you guys, Tobias said, but I'm not much use at night. You found us the way to get into this place, Jake said, and you got us the termite to morph. And we're just so amazingly grateful, Marco said sarcastically. We all laughed nervously. It was good to know that the others were all as scared as I was. We all started to remove our outer clothing. We wore our morphing suits underneath, a collection of bike shorts, leotards, and t-shirts. We can morph skin-tight clothing, but not things like sweaters or shoes or watches. Jake wore a pair of bike shorts and a sort of spandex top. Marco snickered. What? Jake demanded. Marco put on an innocent face. Nothing, nothing. I'm just saying, if we're going to be superheroes, we need to do something about these stupid outfits. We look like refugees from a Bulgarian gymnastics competition. That's all I'm saying. Except for Rachel, of course, I pointed out. Naturally, Rachel had found a way to coordinate her outfit. She looked great. Here's the plan, Jake said. We morph owls to get close. We demorph at least 200 yards away from the compound. Then we crawl close morph termites, dig under the force field, and enter the termite holes in the outside of the building. As long as it's nice and simple, Rachel said darkly. She looked at me, and I realized that even fearless Rachel was afraid. That scared me. I tried to focus entirely on assuming the owl morph, but my brain was buzzing away. You know how sometimes you can't stop your brain from just racing around? It's like a computer that's playing a dozen programs at once. I was worrying about too many things. My science project, lying to my parents, whether Axe really tried drinking engine oil, whether the baby skunks had already been killed. Maybe it was self-defense, 
I didn't want to start worrying about the thing that really worried me. Somehow, my life had turned very, very weird. I saw Axe was morphing quickly. His tail went limp like an empty sock. Feathers were growing to replace his fur. I looked down at my own arm and saw the feather patterns being drawn on my skin. They were beautiful, really, if you didn't stop to think about them being on you. You could see the quill, a gently curved shaft. From it, the thousands of individual veins spread. Then, quite suddenly, the feather drawing became three-dimensional. They seemed to simply pop out of my skin. It itched a little as the feathers grew out, all across my body. I was shrinking all the while, getting smaller and smaller. The dirt and pine needles and leaves and twigs all came rushing up at me. My bare feet grew rough as if they were one big callus. Toes melted together, then formed into talons. Long, curved, sharp, tearing claws grew. The talons were the main killing weapon of the great horned owl. An owl would fly along, silent in the night. Then it would strike, grabbing the prey. A rabbit, a squirrel, a rat, a skunk, by the head. The bones all through my body were rearranging themselves. Many disappeared altogether. Others became twisted and misshapen. My breastbone grew deeper. My various finger bones grew longer first, then shorter. All of this made a grinding noise that resonated up through my body. My internal organs were radically redesigned, and my eyes seemed to swell and swell till they filled my entire head. My eyes were so huge compared to my body that they practically rubbed together inside my skull. Suddenly, it was no longer night. It was as bright as day. The amount of light that was a dim, flickering candle to my human eyes was a spotlight to my owl's eyes. Whoa! I heard Rachel cry. I enjoy these eyes very much, Axe commented. They are wonderful. I spread my arms wide and opened my wings. The change was complete. I felt the cold edge of the owl's instincts. The instincts of a predator. I had morphed the owl before, so I knew what to expect. I had used the eyes and the wings and felt the brain. It wasn't exactly second nature, but at least it wasn't a surprise. Ready? Jake asked. I flapped my wings and drew up my feet and rose easily into the tree branches that, in the darkness, were invisible to humans, but clear as blazing neon to me. I saw Tobias sitting perched on his branch. I felt his instinctive hawk's caution as a flight of five horned owls flew past. The day belonged to the hawks, but night was ours. Good luck, Tobias said. Don't eat anything I wouldn't eat. Ha <laughs> ha! Marco laughed. He was high on the thrill of a good morph. So was I, I guess. There is a rush of power that comes from being an animal in its natural element, particularly a predator. In the air at night, nothing could touch us, we reigned supreme in the forest. We flew in a loose formation, not soaring above the trees, but flitting through them. Our wings didn't make a sound. An owl's wings are as carefully designed as the wings of the most advanced stealth fighter. More, really. The feathers are designed not to flutter or ruffle as the owl glides through the still night air. Frightened mice, listening for any possible danger, 
hear nothing at all as the owl swoops down for the kill. As well as I could see, I could also hear everything. I could hear as well as the wolves. As we flew to what might be our destruction, I tried to focus on my other goal, listening for the cries of skunk kits, watching the ground below for the waddling, shuffling walk of a lost baby skunk. This is so weird, Marco said. I love this part. It's the next part I'm not looking forward to at all. It'll be okay, Jake said. Yeah, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Rachel asked dryly. I swooped and zoomed through the trees. All the while, I watched the ground below me and focused my hearing. And in that way, I reached the ear compound without having to think too much about what was coming next.